You know how to book flights and hotels. All you're missing is a tool to help you plan that unbelievable travel experience. That's why you need Viator. Book guided tours, excursions, and more in one place. There are over 300,000 travel experiences to choose from, so you can find something for everyone. And Viator offers free cancellation and 24-7 customer support for worry-free travel. Download the Viator app now and use code Viator10 for 10% off your first booking in the app. Find travel experiences for you. Do more with Viator. All right, Sixers fans, welcome to a new episode of Sixers in Six. It's a short six-minute podcast. Well, roughly six minutes. I'll give you some insight into what's going on in the world of the Sixers. So, big win for Philly on uh, Monday night. Ended up coming back from a ugly start to beat the Atlanta Hawks, 104-101. to Of course, this game, all about Joel Embiid's return. He was fantastic. Started off a bit slow, as you would expect, after missing four games, but really started to find his groove in the fourth quarter. Made some big plays, had some big shots. Of course, had that big defensive stop at the end where he swarmed against Trey Young, ended up uh, intercepting a pass that that basically sealed the victory and then made three or four free throws at the end. But uh, Joel finished with 30 points, eight rebounds, dished the ball well with seven assists. Good to have the big fella back. Good to see him playing near the MVP level that we saw last season and obviously makes the job easier on his teammates as well. Uh, looking at the fact that the Sixers, even though they won three or four without Joel, without Harden, without Maxi in the lineup, uh, guys were able to kind of take a little bit lesser role in the fact that they have Embiid back. And obviously, you would you would expect that to happen, given the fact of how dominant he is on both ends of the floor. But uh, Tobias Harris deserves a ton of credit. He has looked great since the big three kind of fell out of the rotation with their injuries. He's been playing really well, super aggressive again, basically averaging roughly 24 points over the last three games. And he had 24 in the win over Atlanta on Monday. Uh, also had 10 rebounds there too. He talked about Joel's importance and how good it was to have the big fella back in the lineup. You know, obviously just his presence and his dominance is, is huge for our whole group. Um, and I, I thought, you know, really he, he did a great job of, just involving everybody in the game. You know, seven assists is, is huge. And um, you know, his, his ability to, to take over a game, especially in the fourth quarter, is a big fuss. And he just, you know, did, did awesome. And, um, you know, we were excited to have him back. Uh, you know, we would love to have him back earlier, but it was good to just get him back for tonight. So although Joel deserves a ton of credit for what he was able to do against Atlanta on Monday, a bunch of other guys – have been stepping up. And I mentioned Tobias Harris there before you heard from him in that clip. But looking around, Shake Milton has been fantastic. Is there a chance Shake should start over James Harden when Harden returns? No, no, I'm just messing, <laughs> messing with you. I think that that's taking it too far. But again, if they can get this kind of production, this kind of performance from Shake going forward, it's going to go a long way to add to the depth. Because even though the Sixers added P.J. Tucker, who, by the way, has three points total, in the last 205 minutes, he's been on the court over the last eight minutes. Uh, not great, but again, we know that P.J. Tucker not here for being a scorer, and I think he'll be able to hit some more open shots, especially from the corners. Once Harden comes back, he's more of a rebound a defense type of player, but again, three points in 205 minutes. Come on, man. He's, he's scoring less than a nerdy guy in college, if you know what I'm saying, but... Um, 
hopefully Tucker can start getting his groove back just in terms of hitting some threes whenever Harden does come back. But going back to Shake and what he's been able to do, you look at the last five games, he's averaging 22.4 points, also putting up 6.4 rebounds, 7.6 assists. So again, not totally near a triple-double, but close to. And you look at a guy who has failed to really find his footing, especially the last uh, season and last couple of seasons, although he did play well in the postseason in uh, in April and May when the Sixers end up coming up short against Miami. But you look at the fact that he has upped his scoring by 3.2 points per game so far this season. He's getting more of an opportunity. His minutes roughly the same, but his production has went way up. So uh, again, this has been a huge surprise I would say not the fact that Shake Milton is an NBA player but the fact that he's playing as well as he is and you look at his shooting totals he's shooting 55% from the field 52.4 from three that's given the Sixers a shot of offense that they're going to need off the bench obviously DeAnthony Melton only at 24 years old still showing himself to be a very valuable addition but with Daniel House struggling a little bit Shake's emergence is going to go a long way for this squad going forward and Again, I think Doc knows this. Looking at the fact that and I'm gonna I'm gonna give Doc credit where I've I've slandered him quite a bit on this podcast. And if you've listened to me, saying, "Hey, you know what? If things aren't working, they're 20 games in. They're sitting around 10 and 10. People are gonna start calling for his head." Well, you look at the fact that the Sixers have won four or five games now. Three of those dubs came without Embiid, Harden, and Maxi. And again, Harden should be back in the lineup maybe in the next week or so. And then Maxi probably about two weeks out at this point, both dealing with those foot injuries. But I think that's been a big story for the Sixers going forward is winning some of these ugly games, right? You look at some of the losses they had earlier, losing to the Knicks at home, that 106-104 loss on November 4th where Maxi went off. They had that ugly loss to San Antonio third game of the season that they just couldn't put it together. And Doc talked about this, that, hey, this was one of those games, the one against Atlanta, again, the second of a back-to-back, and they did have Embiid back, but learning how to win those is going to be important for the Sixers team going forward because I haven't seen that consistently throughout. Here's what Doc had to say. Didn't have a great rhythm tonight. Uh, neither team really did, and, and you could see that. So uh, it's one of those wins, like, you kept feeling like someone's going to win this ugly game. And, and let it be us. That, that's how you felt uh, throughout the game. And I thought our guys just hung in there. What I liked is there was no frustration. There was none of that. We just kept kind of pegging away. So I'll take that. So now the Sixers are sitting at 12-9 and nine. coming up. They're going to be playing the Cavs on Wednesday, a, a couple of tough games, and they got at Memphis on Friday before finishing up against the Lowly Rockets next Monday, December 5th. And then they get a little bit of a break with games at home against the Lakers December 9th, although the Lakers are playing better. Uh, never mind the, the fact that they came up short against a Pacers squad who's surprising people at 12-8. and eight. But then they get Charlotte, and then you got Sacramento, Golden State, Toronto, Detroit, L.A., that's going to be a nice seven-game homestand where they don't leave Philly basically for two weeks, and then you got a short trip up to New York, taking on Washington on the 27th. So staying relatively close to home basically for two and a half weeks. So I think the Sixers should start to put together a run here. Again, that seven-game homestand, hopefully they can win all of them, maybe take five or six of those, and then you're starting to pad your record and climb up the Eastern Conference standings because looking at where they're at at this point, uh, the Sixers – in a pretty good spot already taking the fifth seed just by the fact that they've won four of their last five, sitting three games behind Milwaukee for second in the conference. So that's not 
unattainable or something that seems like it's far-fetched at this point. So again, the Sixers take advantage of the fact that you're going to be playing this seven-game homestand, going to have a, a few bigger road trips coming up after that. But if they can start padding up some wins, catch the Pacers, catch the Cavs, uh, the Bucks have had a home-heavy schedule so far. They're only 19 games in. 13 of those have been played in Milwaukee. So again, looking at that, if the Sixers are able to take advantage of this, maybe get up to something like 17 and 10, 18 and 11 or something at the 30-game mark we know that everything's gonna be okay that'll do it for this episode of sixers in six again a beat reporter style podcast i'm gonna give you short updates on the sixers basically by the time you have your morning cup of coffee don't forget to subscribe to the liberty ballers podcast network you can catch us on apple podcast spotify you name it we are there and of course check out paul hudrick jackson frank sean kennedy dave Early, and our other talented writers as well at libertyballers.com First thing in the morning, as soon as you wake up, the to-do list starts. Does the car need gas? Hopefully those leftovers are still good. Why did I get CC'd on mom? <laughs> no. You can't escape the to-do list, but you can make the most of your me time with a relaxing shower using Method Hair Care products. Try Pure Peace Volumizing, Simply Nourish Moisturizing, or Daily Zen Shampoo and Conditioner for daily use. All formulated with long-lasting fragrances and are safe for color-treated hair. Reconnect with the best version of yourself. Visit methodproducts.com to unleash your inner shower.